0: Hi there, this is Neil Satin, the host of Relationship Alive. This podcast is my offering to you. My goal, of course, being to help you have the most amazing relationship possible. If you found Relationship Alive to be helpful, I would so appreciate your support. You can make a donation, anything that feels comfortable to you, by visiting neilsatin.com slash support or you can simply text the word support to the number 33444 and follow the instructions. Thank you so much in advance for your part in helping ensure that the Relationship Alive podcast can continue. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive, This is your host, Neil Satin. On today's show, we're going to talk about consideration in a relationship and how to be considerate without being codependent. And we're having this conversation in the context of freedom in a relationship, freedom in commitment. So you're committed to your partner and... Within that commitment, you're supporting each other and being the biggest, brightest, most amazing version of yourselves that you're capable of being. But how do you do that without it turning into a disaster? (laughs) And how do you do it without it leading to resentment on either side? So that's what we're going to talk about today, this balancing act that we do in relationship, where we embody our freedom and at the same time, we recognize that the choices that we make have an impact on our partner, on our relationship. And we get to weigh the impact of our choices against our values and what we prioritize as being most important to us. And finally, uh, how do you do that without veering into dun 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 codependency? So that's what today's show is about. Now, if I sound a little different, I wanted to let you know that that's because I am actually talking to you under a ginormous blanket. Um, Turns out that yesterday and today, the uh, local construction crews decided that this was the perfect time for them to pave the road right outside my house. So it seemed that the best way to handle this in the moment was to take this big feather comforter and drape it over me, over my microphone, over the computer, and build a little fort for us to be in together today. So it might sound a little different. It might sound like we're closer to each other than normal. Um, Or you might hear the banging and clanging of dump trucks and steamrollers and things like that in the background. If so, my apologies. I'm doing my best here under the blanket for you. And I'm kind of liking this, like being here in this little space. it's It reminds me of times when I was young and I built a fort and invited a friend into the fort to share some amazing secret. So that's what I'm envisioning for us in our time together today. And in case you were wondering, uh, I did get married. It was two weeks ago now. And this is the first episode that I'm recording since getting married so now I'm officially a husband and I have to say that it feels really good the day was amazing the sun was shining um, though it wasn't shining at the beginning of the day so it was a bit of a it was a bit dicey for a little while there as we debated whether we needed to come up with some alternate plans but in the end the gods and goddesses smiled upon us the clouds parted The sun was shining, and we had an amazing ceremony, Um, just feeling so blessed still by the way that our family and our friends showed up for us, and also just so much gratitude for uh, the gift that is Chloe in my life. And um, we're looking forward to sharing a little bit more with you about our marriage and our commitment Um, in the coming months, so um, stay tuned for that. We have some some special things in store to help give you some insight into not only how we pieced together our wedding in a way that was really meaningful, but also um, in the kinds of commitments that we made to each other, the kind of vows that we made to each other. So you can get a little bit more insight into what we've created in our marriage to help us um, live and breathe and shine and all of that together. Um, And there's a little bit of that in today's episode as well. So, because the question is, how do you show up in relationship to be big and bright and glorious? And that requires space and freedom and latitude and movement. Um, How do you do that in a way that doesn't jeopardize your relationship. Um, And that could be jeopardizing it through actually uh, jeopardizing the safety of your relationship in a way that's hard to repair. Or it could be jeopardizing your relationship because your partner, who is so lovingly watching you grow and be your big amazing self in the world, which hopefully you are being more and more of every day, um, to keep them from feeling resentful because you're sort of potentially taking advantage of them in some way. So what balances out all the freedom that we give each other in relationship to be big and amazing? And that is the force of consideration. So if I am giving you all kinds of latitude and blessings and saying, please go be your biggest, brightest, most amazing self. And you say, thank you very much. And then everything you do uh, stomps on the fabric of what we're trying to create together. That's not going to be very sustainable. So I invite you to just think about this, that because we live in this world, we are dependent on other people. We live in a web of interdependency. And that means that other people's actions affect us and our actions affect other people. This isn't just because you're in a relationship. Like when you're just walking down the street, the things that you do or say, the people you choose to smile at or frown at, all of that has an impact on the world around you. It's like, um, you know, the butterfly effect following us around in our daily lives. So that's something that we bring into relationship with us. It's not like it suddenly appears because we have someone who loves us and whom we love. Um, However, the force of our effect on another is definitely amplified by the container of our relationship. And I think it's worth it to really be cognizant and aware of how our actions impact another person. Now, this is where it gets really interesting because the thing that really creates a line between consideration, which is I'm loosely defining as I'm taking you into account as I make choices, and codependency. Now, on the surface, they might seem really similar. Codependency is I'm taking you into account in terms of the choices that I make. But what's different about it? When you think about codependency, when I think about codependency, I think about um, making choices that are really about trying to control the outcome, trying to control how another person is feeling, trying to control their experience through the choices that I make. And, you know, if I know that something I'm going to do is going to create a lot of fear for another person, let's say, then maybe I won't do that. Or if I think that this new job that I want to take is going to disrupt um, the life of the family and that could be really challenging and, you know, my partner's already complaining about the number of hours I spend at the office, whatever it is, then I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to make that choice. Those all, well, they could be examples of you being considerate, or they could be examples of you being codependent. Now, a lot of us in our fear of being codependent get a little uh, cavalier and start saying, well, okay, I'm not going to consider you at all. I'm just going to make the best decision for me that I can make. And that's like the opposite of codependency. But the opposite of codependency doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing the right thing. Um I wish I had a good word to describe the opposite of codependency. I guess it's um, potentially um, narcissism, right? It's like I'm not going to consider you at all. I'm just going to do what's right for me, and what's right for me is is in the end what's right for everyone. Um, you know that if you've if you've ever um, dealt with someone who operates that way, can feel pretty darn lonely and aggravating and. That's a hard kind of energy to have a relationship with. It's not a very relational kind of energy. So consideration is in the middle somewhere. And the difference is that codependency is like consideration, meeting, mind reading. <laughs> codependency is when you are operating in a vacuum about what's even going on with the other person and trying to make choices that keep everyone safe without even really involving the other person. That, to me, in a nutshell, is what codependency is all about. Now, I'll probably end up having an episode exclusively devoted to codependency, so we'll explore that topic a bit further. But I'm going to let this simple definition suffice for the moment, that codependency is when we start making choices um in consideration of how we think another person is going to feel and often it's meant to avoid something that we perceive as potentially scary or threatening um and maybe we delude ourselves into saying like we're saving the other person from experiencing that but the reality is that if you're ex- if you're trying to prevent someone else from experiencing fear the odds are you're also trying to prevent whatever their fearfulness will create for you. So it's your own fearfulness (laughs) that you're also avoiding by being codependent. So what's the antidote? Well, the antidote and what makes something true consideration is communication. And this would be a good time to mention that if you haven't picked up my free guide about relationship communication and how it's different Uh, when you're trying to communicate about challenging things in a relationship, then you should definitely pick that up. You can get it by visiting neilsatin.com slash relate, or you can text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions and you'll get that free guide. Okay. Um, so the, so the big thing that separates uh, consideration and codependency is the way that you communicate about these choices that you're making. So if you don't communicate at all and you don't consider your partner, then you're being cavalier and maybe you're even being a narcissist. If you overly consider your partner and all the ways that you're avoiding making them or you feel uncomfortable and just making choices that way and compromising yourself that way, well, then you're being codependent. The middle ground is to have a forum with your partner to actually be able to communicate about what is going on and about the concerns that you have with the choice that you're making, about what your priorities are, what they are for you, what they are for your partner, where do they line up and where do they differ? And when you make those discoveries, then what do you do? How do you communicate about those um, are they deal breakers? Are they the source of like every single conflict that you've had since you have been together and you really shouldn't be together? Or are they things that have just been lurking below the surface that actually could be uh, mended or resolved with the light of day shown upon them? So the communication here is really your gift, as of course is your presence, which is the key to really effective communication is your ability to stay present and to not get triggered and um, or to recognize when you are getting triggered and to deal with it when it's happening so that you can come back to presence and come back to effective communication so that's the difference can you get things on the table so that you're not guessing about your partner's needs um and making your decisions codependently to try and accommodate them, but where you're actually hearing what your partner's needs are. And then when your partner expresses a need, can you get even more clear about it so that you don't jump to your first conclusion about what they even meant? How many questions can you ask your partner so that they get really clear on what they're even asking for? It's kind of the... the um, Equivalent in a way of what I was talking about back in episode 101, where I talked about creating your user manual for you, um, which you would you might then hand to your partner and say, This is the recipe, this is the user's guide for how to love me, how to show up for me, which is really helpful. But as you may recall from that episode, we also talked about how that process may show you that you don't actually need or want what you think you need or want, at least not at first pass. So, So now we're on the flip side of that. You're able to ask your partner and get really, really clear so that your decisions, your choices, actually take what's true into account and not what you guess to be true about your partner. And then in relationship, there often are places where you have to just live with the consequences of your choices. And this is true in the world at large as well. Um, so you, there may be a moment where you need to decide, um, okay, I'm prioritizing the connection over this thing, or I'm prioritizing proximity Over this thing or I'm prioritizing um, quality time with you instead of this thing Um, you may it's not a bad thing to actually prioritize your relationship to give it time to give it energy but can it be the result of this very conscious clear communication with your partner so that you're both on board about what you're doing and what your choices are. There may be ways that you can make a choice that initially would have seemed really um, potentially threatening to your partner or to your relationship. But by simply being considerate of what your partner's true needs are, you may find that you actually can make that choice as long as you show your partner, Hey, I still care about you. I'm still considering you. What you want and need matters to me. On the surface, this choice may seem like it's all about me. And in many respects, it may be all about me. But here are the ways that I'm considering you to show you that you haven't vanished from my consciousness just because I'm making this choice. You matter, you're important. I love you. I care about you. If you can find ways to communicate those things through your consideration, then you will go a long way towards both having the freedom to be who you need to be and being able to do that without your partner getting really resentful or fearful or shut down because you're not considering them or taking the time to really reflect on how your actions impact them within that space of all of that freedom there's room to come to even more deeper even more deeper even deeper understanding of each other so that you can appreciate the nuances of what you really need and what your partner really needs and figure out how to give that to each other so that you both get your needs met. Trust me, it is possible. And we're going to be talking about that really soon. I think it's going to be even next week with an episode featuring Max Rivers, who's going to talk about how to use the skills of mediation and nonviolent communication in your relationship. Um, It's great work that he's doing that he calls embodied nonviolent communication. So we're gonna be talking to him I think next week unless there's this possibility that we may have to change things up at the last minute. So I guess we'll find out next week. In the meantime, I invite you to think about the places in your life where you're making choices that feel like a big compromise. And I invite you to consider, did you consult your partner in making those choices? Or did you avoid making a decision because of something you were afraid of or that you might um, you might have been concerned that it would spark something in your partner? And if so, is there a way that you can revisit those decisions? And get really clear through your communication with your partner about what each of you needs in that moment or in that situation. And how does that change the decision? Can you offer your partner the kind of consideration so that they know that no matter what you're doing, you haven't lost connection with them? You care about them. They're important to you. You love them, they're special to you. Those things are invaluable in relationship and are in many ways at the heart of what keeps us together in a long-term relationship. So how do you nurture and cherish those things and help your partner feel nurtured and cherished and still find a solution that meets your needs as well? So that you're not drowning in the resentment of compromises that you're making and so that your partner isn't drowning in the resentment of feeling like, well, wait a minute, where did I go? You have, you have all this freedom to be big and beautiful and amazing and I want that for you, but I don't want to feel like I somehow vanished for you in the process. Those are my thoughts for you today. I look forward to seeing you either in the Relationship Alive community on Facebook or you can always drop me a line at neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. And as I've gotten in the habit of saying, I do read everything that comes my way. I cannot promise that I will respond to you because there's a lot of email coming in at this point. Um, that being said, I so appreciate hearing from you. And just like this episode... Um, the things that you talk about may become the topic of a future episode. And of course, I'll keep you anonymous unless you want to be included, in which case I invite that as well. That might be a fun experiment. Anyhow, I'm sending so much love out to you and I appreciate your taking this time to be with me today here on Relationship Alive. And I will see you next week with either Max Rivers or a surprise.